there are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning, and uh, welcome to, I guess, the second week of January. Uh, market melt-up uh, continues, uh, bringing us all some warmth uh, Warmth in the month of January. Um, however, uh, our market strategist, Tony Dwyer, uh, live from New York, uh, is on the line here. He's been helping us uh, for about 10 years now, Jack and I. And again, I'm coming out of 2019. Uh, our growth investors uh, up north of 24% after fees. Our balanced investors up about 18% after fees. Conservative clients up about 15% after fees. Uh, we had an amazing year. Uh, and Tony, I have to thank you uh, uh, wholeheartedly uh, for helping Jack and I uh, maintain a long position. But uh, we just had you on an internal conference call, and uh, you said perhaps right here, right now, market you know, at all-time highs, perhaps it's time to chill. Yeah, it's sometimes. You know, my kids used to say, hey, Dad, would you chillax? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get that line still. <laughs> this is one of those times I'm, I feel like I'm too old to, to need to chillax. But anyway, um, you know, this is one of those times, I think, Wolfie and then Jack, in the marketplace where you don't need to chase the next tick. Um, there's a historic move that's underway, and everybody has kind of adopted the the framework that got us to be bullish throughout most of last year. So the time you want to be really aggressively buying the market is when it's undervalued and nobody believes it. And the time that you want to maybe just wait to add exposure or even take a little bit of profit is when um, everybody is kind of in the bull camp and everybody seems in the bull camp. I agree. So, Tony, you're really talking about sentiment here right now and sentiment being at sort of all-time highs, as good as it gets. Right now, people are, are fearing uh, that they're going to miss out on the next move for the market. But like you said, uh, last year the market had an exceptional move off a low base. But w- what are you seeing in, in the sentiment indicators out there? And also, what are you seeing with the big institutions that, uh, that you deal with and, and help out as well? Well, Jack, they're being forced to buy. It's very hard to explain. Um, the S&P 500 was up significantly last year, and if you're, signif- and if you're well underperforming it, you have business risk as a money manager. So the money managers are feeling the need to participate even if they don't love the idea of it. Remember, just six months ago, we had a trade war that was accelerating. We had, an, uh, you know, the Iranian situation was, de- it was continually developed. You had all these negatives. You had an impeachment trial. Had, there were so many different things that were in your face. And, you know, our policy at that time was you got to be an aggressive buyer because the Federal Reserve is going to continue to print money globally. Um, so, and now the sentiment and, and the big institutions is, wow, we're seeing this global improvement and we're seeing the Fed printing money. I think we should buy. And that was a story, I think, six months ago to 12 months ago. Not this, It's still the story today. I don't want to come across as being negative. I am not negative. All I'm saying is a lot of the positive influences we looked for have probably been discounted in the marketplace right now. It's interesting because you say people are being forced to buy out there. And, you know, when people are being forced to sell, you often want to be a buyer. When people are forced to buy, you often want to be a seller. You want to do the opposite of what people are being forced to do because sometimes they do them for illogical reasons. And that they, a lot of it is based on emotion. And like I said, right now, it's fear of missing out that, that I think most of the big institutional investors are fearing. And then also, like you said, there's potential of them losing their jobs if they don't participate in this bull market. You know, it's, it's interesting. Well, that, and that's the underlying fear. Like that, that's, 
it, it, I don't know that it's illogical, Jake. I think it's lo- it's perfectly logical. It's fear of business risk. Yeah. Whenever whenever professional investors are making a business decision rather than an investment decision, you typically want to go the other way because, like you said, they're being forced into it. So again, you know, it's not like the Fed is raising rates. It's not like interest rates are going up. It's it's not like liquidity is being drained. The, the, the framework for a really bad market isn't with us. It's just a little bit of a frothy market that you can. You know, like I said before, chillax. You know, it's interesting again, Tony, because on the conference call, and Jack repeats this in my office frequently, it's it's wisdom, uh, is that uh, when the market uh, decides to change direction. And again, it's, it's interesting art and science of our business because, yeah, perhaps the market's ahead of itself, but the trend is your friend. And as you indicated earlier, uh, don't get me wrong, you remain fundamentally um, constructive on the equity markets over the next 12 to 18 months. Your target price for the S&P is about 6% higher than it is today. Uh, but, you know, I also subscribe to Warren Buffett quotes on Instagram. It's a great little service. And, and, and they pump out these simple one-liners, but it gets down to being a, l- a little uh, fearful when people are getting just a little bit too greedy. Uh, but so, so what's going to take this market lower uh, at the next turn, we don't know. And so Jack pre- always says, and you said as well, that what causes the market to go down is not predictable. And it's not priced into the market. That's why it's going to go down when it happens. Yeah, but it's remarkable how small of a uh, impression uh, can cause the market to turn. So far in 2020, we had Iran- Iranian conflict and market continues to uh, grind higher. So again, a clear sign of a bull market. But the, what scares me, Tony, is you speak about the amount of liquidity being jammed into the system. And 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 all I know is when I, when I hear those phrases, words, it just it just, it just reeks. It just reeks of excess. Uh, and the, to, to compound it is, I, I have a sense. Uh, um, Nasdaq 2000, March 2000, is is right here in front of us. Um, so just with the amount of excess uh, exuberance, uh, I like Tony's statement of perhaps time to chill a little bit. Look, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. It's a show for you to help you become a little wealthier, and hopefully your children a lot wealthier. Uh, you stay tuned. You're going to learn something. It's on the Global News Radio Network. 640 in Toronto. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show. It is Hi-Fi Radio. Yes, Jack said I'm going to pick the next three songs, and I hate passing the wheels of steel over to him. I just don't <laughs> like doing it. You know, it's like a retro rerun when I go to the cottage. I have to listen to Cottage Radio. That's where we end up getting from Jack. But I know he gave that for Tony Dwyer because Tony does like to fly. Tony, may you never fly a 737. That's all I can say. End of story. Um, look. When the market rolls over, something unpredictable is going to knock it down. It's just incredible. Here we are, 2020. Wall of worry. Iranian conflict. Uh, U.S. election. Uh, what else do we have on our table for the year, gentlemen, in terms of things that we can worry about and the market is going to climb those worries? How about a trade war? A trade war continues. Right, we'll see how that yep. goes. they got phase one done. We'll see what happens with phase two. Well, phase one hasn't even signed yet. Well, it'll, it'll, it'll be signed, I guess. Okay, hey, Tony. Yep. So what else, we, what else do we have to worry about, Tony? 
Maybe we can predict the unpredictable you know, here. That the, that the growth trajectory continues to weaken, even if you have lower rates. Like, for example, the initial unemployment claims today right. had an uptick that's catching people's attention. The ISM was weaker than people thought. So you, you just have now we have earnings and economic data. So far, it's been geopolitical and political risk. And now we're heading into earnings season, which I think starts next week. And you'll start to you know get commentary from companies on how the global economy is progressing. Yeah. Well, uh, Jack and I did raise some cash for our growth investors uh, late in December. Uh, as the market was rising, we said time to take a little uh, bit of money off the table. And we took about 25% of our cash uh, or 20, 25% of our equity and put, parked that into a uh, banker's acceptance paper, earning almost, almost 2% on that uh, 90-day piece of paper. Uh, but uh, I like having a war chest uh, at these levels, 25%. But uh, friends at home, uh, that is not your job to quote-unquote time the market, value the market. Uh, Friends at home, your job is to wake up, focus on what you do. If you're an engineer, if you're a salesperson, if you work in the restaurants, if you're a chef, if you're a musician, focus on that. Manage your spending, reduce your spending, save first, as Warren Buffett says, spend second. Another great Warren Buffett quote, by the way, guys, that I got. uh, uh, One friend looks at the other friend and says, hey, haven't seen you at the club in a little while. Warren Buffett looks at his other friend and says, hey, I haven't seen you at the bank in a little while. My good friends, Go to the bank, put some money in it. And you know something? Why not a little excess that you have, uh, a little money aside for charity? It is time to chill in the market. Perhaps also very cold out there. Uh, people do need our help. I am speaking to the wealthy, and I encourage the wealthy to give. I also encourage those who have less to also uh, give to society. It'll make you feel good. It'll help out society. And we'll all be, I think, richer in so many ways, well beyond um, money. Uh, Tony, all right, in the interest of time, what else can you say to us about your forecast for the year of 2020? How's it going to play out and uh yeah how much of a pullback do you think we get if we get the unpredictable to occur i well i think we're going to get somewhere in the uh in the framework of five to five to ten percent um if it were to actually play out and again i it, you could have an up ten percent year plus year i still think i'm conservative with my numbers for the year yeah. um but you, you typically don't want to you get better you get a better chance with new money to um, buy it at a different price. For example, if you, last year was very similar to 1995. We talked about it a lot on the show and in all our notes and conference calls where, you know, you had a political, a, a tough political backdrop, but a Fed that shifted from being negative, you know, meaning raising rates to lowering rates that took place in 1995. And that was an up 34% year. Hmm. 1996 was an up 20% year, but it started out with a correction that was followed by a rat. In, in other words, there are corrections along the way. Um, so we still think it's going to be a good year. The Fed is, is not going to be raising interest rates anytime soon. The U.S. consumer is in very good shape. Businesses have plenty of money to borrow from banks and the corporate debt market. So I can't really find a reason to be fundamentally negative at this point. I could just find a reason to be cautious on a tactical basis, meaning a very near-term basis. Well, it's incredible. J.P. Morgan publishes a piece, and for for our clients who get to join Jack and I on our private wealth conference call, um, uh, we always speak about this J.P. Morgan piece, and they show the annual return for the market every year, and they also show the annual drawdown of the market every year. And, 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 And as sure as sugar... 
The market each and every year has at least a 5 to 10% correction. Every three or four years, it has a 20% correction. And perhaps every five or six or 10 or 15 has an even larger uh, correction. So 5 to 10%, 5 to 10% correction, uh, I think, is an annual event. The question is, uh, from what level? And again, Jack and I are scratching our head. Gee whiz, uh, how much higher do you think the market goes before it corrects, Tony, based on what you're feeling and seeing on your various sentiment indicators, fundamental indicators, money flow, et cetera, et cetera? Like how much more of a ramp up before she rolls? You think we could have? Well, I've been wrong on it so far. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought, it would have, I thought it would have. I thought it wouldn't have rallied as much as it has already. And again, you don't. You, the the problem with with betting against it is exactly what's happening. It just you you can't. Um, there's an old line on Wall Street that you guys know, and it's the market stay can stay irrational more than we can stay liquid. Yep. So, you know, rather than, like I said to, to you and anybody that will listen to me, this is not a call to go out and sell and get negative and, and really scared. It's a time to just be prepared for a pullback that you can take advantage of, which you've done. Yep. So I think, I think that's really the message versus, wow, I'm worried here because we're going to go into a recession or because there's something going on in Europe or Asia. That's not the case. Yeah, until it becomes the case, until there is a fear of recession, a fear of inflation, a fear of labor market, there will be something to scare us. The market will not go down on good news. The market is going to be rattled. Something will rattle it in the next uh, 11 months. Uh, that is simply probabilities. Uh, we, Jack and I and Tony as well truly don't know what the future holds. But we are looking at historic data, and we do expect to see some type of patterns. Uh, you have an extended cycle here, Tony. La- last question to you before we let you back to Wall Street, wolves and bears and, and sheep and everyone else you get to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, let's go back to this ramp up here. Late cycle, extended business cycle. Is this that fat? Is this that last parabolic leg that we're, we're witnessing, which could in fact be the largest of the entire cycle legs? Could be, but what if it's like ninety six through ninety nine? That was a hell of a leg. That's my so, point. Again, no, no, that I, is know, my point. It's a big, big leg. I would, le- I would rem- just remind people: look for those things that typically happen prior to a major market drop, and they don't exist. Credits being uh, is acting very well. There's nothing wrong with this rally, meaning it's been associated with new with terrific breadth, meaning advancers versus decliners. It's you know everything about right now is good. And that's what has me thinking that, well, let's just chillax. Yeah, well, God is good, and I guess greed is good, too. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Thank you very much, Tony Dwyer, our chief uh, strategist at Canaccord Genuity down on the wonderful street of Wall. More of the show right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. She's a rich girl She don't try to hide it Diamonds on the soles of her shoes He's a poor boy Empty as a pocket Empty as a pocket With nothing to lose Welcome back to the show about money Diamonds on the soles of her shoes Beautiful song uh, crazy concept. Uh, as you're a rapper, maybe. Um, watching a really good documentary uh, on my free uh, streaming service. Dude, well, nothing's free, but it's sort of free. It feels, feels free. Uh, my um, 
Prime service. I haven't used Prime. Uh, Kathleen got a new remote control for our Apple TV, and uh, I hate turning on the television. It frightens me because I, like I got a basket full of remotes. Where do I start? About six remotes. And, uh, well, to power up, I need three. Gotta, <laughs> that's the first thing I do is find the three, and then I figure out which buttons to push. And I'm 54, and I got to wear eyeglasses, and these buttons get worn out, the little uh, words above the buttons where it's a. Uh, but anywho, uh, I must say the new Apple remote control is fantastic. It, it, it is highly intuitive and uh, touch uh, sensitive, which is nice. Uh, so it's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I sort of digress, but we do got uh, Gordon Stein on the line here. Gordon Stein is an author uh, of a book uh, and a way of life uh, called The Cash Flow Cookbook, cashflowcookbook.com. He has a blog. Um, you can uh, sign up for the blog, and you can also, of course, uh, purchase the book. Uh, you know, Jack and I are on a mantra, and we're going to continue with this mantra for the next 10 years at least, and hopefully uh, some habits will be formed by you, our friends at home, and our friends driving around this beautiful city of ours right here, right now. Uh, and the mantra is, and so far you, you did the first thing, you got out of bed, and uh, many of you, I know, are going to go to work. So that's the second thing you must do is you got to get out of bed, you got to go to work. Uh, but the third thing is where Gord can help you out. Gordon Stein, Cashflow Cookbook. You got to manage your spending because uh, if you manage your spending, it'll leave you money to save and hence invest. Uh, so to manage your spending, there's things you must cut out. But uh, Gordon, when we get through this conversation, you and I are going to tangle a little bit because one thing we're not going to cheap out on, I use the word cheap out, is on financial services, my good friend. Do not do that. Error. No, 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 no. But that's okay. It's okay. I do believe we can start. And if if you're a car lover, you won't like me right now, but you can cheap out on an automobile. I'm a big believer in that. Uh, uh, Gordon, you're going to like my math. And um, any new graduate who uh, thinks they need to drive a BMW at 900 bucks a month, if they were to hand that money over to Jack and I, and if Jack and I were to work that that money for a 40 year period, 900 bucks a month, 40 years uh, at a you know 8% rate of return, which is possible in the next 40 years. I think that's a doable number if you buy equities. Uh, the S&P's done high, over 10, so it, you know, eight is possible in the next 40 years. It, it, it's well over $4 million in opportunity cost. My point is that one decision, BMW or save that money long-term, incredible it's, it's it's like a layup and so the second thing so i believe you can save a lot of money on car cars i feel like gordon lightfoot i'm driving a 15 year old uh, <laughs> uh volkswagen golf here gordon lightfoot is still driving an old um uh Alderado. uh just chatting about people up at young and st Clair hood uh about that story he owns a parking lot because his old Alderado in the parking lot. i like that warren buffett drives a seven-year-old cadillac um a pretty ugly looking car he's driving but hey seven years old i respect that but the other thing i think you can save a lot of money on my good friends is on food and again that's so I went back to school, culinary arts at George Brown to learn how to cook better. It's incredible what a bag of rice will do. And you can do a lot of uh, filling the belly with a bag of rice, and it is cheap. You order that steamed rice from your local uh, Chinese or Japanese restaurant, they're going to charge you three, four bucks for a little thing of steamed rice. So, Gord, I got the food thing figured out. I got the car thing yeah. figured out. Uh, I know you're not going to, you do not cheap out on financial services because you, my good friends, are going to, it will cost you. Do it yourself. Yeah, you got pot stock right now, and that's down 50%. So, was that smart? I don't think so. So, but Gordon, calm down. Gord, tell us. Give us some other great ideas where we can save money. Last time you spoke about LED balls, give me something fresh. Yeah, something fresh. I think, um, and uh, great to be on the show. So, Wolf, I think one of the big areas is clothing. Uh, incredible what people spend and waste on clothing. So the stats and the research say that people only ever wear 20% of the clothing that they buy. 20%. And in Canada, people spend about 7% 
of their gross income on clothing is the average. So somebody making $60,000 a year, they're spending about $4,000 on clothing. They only ever wear $800 worth of what they buy. Uh, so there's a, there's a good show on, uh, again, um, Prime, and I think it's called mm-hmm. The Minimalist. Have you seen it, Gordon? I've not seen that one. You want to see it? I believe it's called The Minimalist. And it's about two 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 guys uh, who like hugging each other. And they like, they're there to hug. So it's just, you, you'll laugh if you watch it. Call them, they like to hug instead of shaking hands. We're huggers, they say. Um, so they, they, they don't need much. They, say they get a lot of gratification from hugging people and, and sharing friendship. Um, so they wrote a book. Oh, and they, they wrote a book called The Minimalist. They're, 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 go, they're doing the circuit. I understand you're a, pub, a public speaker as well. But they, they took mm-hmm. clothing down to this point here. Uh, he, he's living out of a suitcase. He has seven pair of underwear, and he puts the red pair in the middle, and that's the dividing line between clean and dirty underwear in a suitcase. It's like a carry-on bag. It's not even a suitcase. It's a carry-on bag. Uh, I think he's got four or five pairs of socks, two pair of pants, and one jacket, and that is his entire wardrobe. He says, it's my favorite jacket, so I'm just taking one. I'm going to have two pair of pants, and that is it. You, we're not, you're not taking us. You know, Gordon, you're not going that far with it, are you? I, I can't handle two no, pair of pants know. and one jacket. And, well, seven underwear, maybe. But here's the thing. If you look at people's closets, again, most of what's in there, they're not wearing because they got a sweater that they bought too big. There's a, there's some shirts. The arms are too short. They don't like this. This one doesn't look good. But if you get a little bit more mindful, it isn't really about being a minimalist. It's just about being a little bit smarter and not wasting 80% of your clothing dollar where it ends up in a yard sale of five cents on a dollar a year later. I agree. No, the min- so, I no, but on this movie, The Minimalist, you're speaking about even homes and how we don't use 80% of the square footage in our homes. You know, I live in a 2,500-square-foot right. home. You know, back your home is probably similar size, I'm going to guess. Um, mm-hmm. We don't use much of our home. And so now they're coming up with these really minimalist homes, a, a portable home. You just drop it on the lot. Uh, I, I saw someone in Toronto buy a garage. I think someone's a garage or back laneway for uh, several hundred thousand dollars, about uh, 160 square feet. They decided to live in that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there there is something to be said for being a minimalist, but you don't want to be too extreme and I think it's the same thing in anything you do in life if you go too extreme I'm going to say the word cheap or if you go too exuberant we see some people on Bay Street I'll say you know buying $700 shoes $2,000 bags those types of things so anytime you go to the extreme in anything I think you're not doing yourself a service and the same with investing you, you sort of want to hit it up the uh, the fairway you know hit the doubles and singles uh, play the small ball I think that gets you to where you want to go in the long term and you know what Gordon is doing is really grabbing some of that low-hanging fruit making some cash available, and taking advantage of the power of small numbers that we talk about, Wolf, time, and compounding, which is our, are all key fundamental attributes for a long-term solid financial plan. You listen to Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Manager of Wealth. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, Rich Report, we will uh, be more than happy to speak with you for free. No problem. You can call us anytime. We're happy to help. Uh, you keep that in the back of your mind because money questions always pop up. You have a friend, and it is me. Uh, more Hi-Fi Radio for you right after this. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Yeah. Good morning. Welcome back to the show about money. Yes, larger than life. Jack and I walk into the studio today and uh, hang out with you guys for the next guess, 40 minutes, talk about money, see if we can help you become wealthier. And uh, I said, Jack, look at that BMW over there. It was a 760 BMW. It was a beautiful stretch car with one individual driving it. And I said, Jack, that, that car is 7.6 liters. That car probably is 500 horsepower. 
standing at a red light. That car was probably $150,000. Who are these people? I I said to Doug, really, when I see excessive spending, it it, honestly, it hurts me. It it really, really hurts me. Um, I I don't know. More money than brains, perhaps? I see it all the time. Uh, I really, really do. And and, and that's where we're trying to, you know, bring it down, bring it back home. Uh, You know, so many people have so little. And... A few people have so much, and um, you know, I'm not talking about redistribution of wealth yet. It's, it's, it's it is coming without question, but uh, uh, you know, well, these ma- individuals. Ma- ma- no, but make it big time and having to show the world that you made it big time is not the answer. Uh, just look at Warren Buffett, look at Bill Gates. They, those are people that we need to emulate. And well, Gordon Stein is here. He's the author of the Cash uh, Cashflow Cookbook. Um, he's helping us to take it down, and I think in a good way. Um, uh, Gordon, let's, let's go to a, a site that you have here. It's, I'm intrigued by it because I like to wear nice clothes, but I hate spending a lot of money on nice clothes. And so I have a good friend. I have a good friend, Jeffrey Skirka. He got Classica Imports and he outfits me. Of course, I got to pay him. And I commits with him back and forth and we have fun, but I always feel good when I leave a store. So, you know, I'll pay a couple hundred bucks for a pair of shoes. I'll pay 600 bucks, five, 550 for a suit. But that's sort of where it stops with me. And uh, so a, a friend of mine this morning, uh, was, you know, we were talking about clothes for some reason. He was wearing a hoodie. And uh, I complimented someone's suit and he said, what do you think of my hoodie? Wolf. I said, that's a nice $15 hoodie you have. He said, $15? Are you kidding? It's way more. So what, $75? He said, more. He said, $100? He said, $250. I said, $250 for a hoodie? Are you kidding me for a hoodie? He said, what do you think my shoes are worth? He had a pair of runners on. I said, $75. They look like a pair of Adidas runners. No laces even. You pay more for that, I guess. He said, no, they weren't $75. Add a zero. $750. Uh, Oh, I, I said, so, just, so no, but, no, but then Josh in our studio, uh, Josh for January, I'm going to call him. Every month we get a new producer out of this show at High Fire Radio. It's just, you know, what do we have the training ground? Uh, but Josh, no, what were you saying about, uh, you turn that mic on, young fella. Um, Josh also is, uh, what, what's the other production work you do? Uh, uh, so yeah, I also work for NBA TV Canada. For who? Uh, NBA TV Canada. NBA TV Canada. Yes, sir. And you, you also have an NBA ring. I do, yes. What's that worth? Um, I don't know the exact Is it gold? Right? Yes, sir. What, 10, does, care does, does, 10 care and has weight to it. Um, Gordon, can we melt that puppy down, put that to work? It's a dead acid. It's, it's a gold. No, I'm serious. We can compound it for him. Let's compound. We're talking about the Bimmer with the 7.6. 7. I got to say, it's pretty rare, Wolf, to have a championship ring in, in uh, Toronto. So you may want to hang on to that puppy. Yes, sir. Uh, rarity value. That's good. Scarcity is good. I like, yep. I like collectibles. So it's a collectible. Mm-hmm. You put it on a shelf. We're going to dust it off. Watch. No one steals it. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where were we going with all the oh, running shoes? So, yeah. Yes, so it's a $750 market. pair of running shoes. But basically, it's a great value he's getting. Go ahead. So, Re- so, re- so, so hold, on, hold on. So why do millennials buy them to start with, Josh? I, I think and, it's and then, for vanity. Okay. So vanity. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically on Instagram, on Facebook to get, was it called authentication or what are they, what yeah, are they looking to, to do? Probably just likes and stuff and comments. Make themselves feel good. Okay. But this this notion and this is a word that, that is, is, is permeating more and more is narcissism. And, and, and that's really yeah. what you're talking about is narcissism and narcissism creates consumption. And consumption creates shortfalls down the road. So, but the, again, the issue I, that I see, Wolf, is you have you don't see narcissism as the issue. Well, that's an issue for sure. But people are buying excess. You see excess there. They're buying these two hundred fifty dollars hoodies. They're buying seven hundred dollars shoes. They're buying depreciating assets. Whereas what Gordon <laughs> is trying to do with people in his cash flow cookbook is allowing people to save money. Don't spend so much money on junk. So you can buy productive assets. I, you can I, buy totally. stocks, bonds, real estate. Things that produce cash flow. Right. Uh, you know, again, the, the Warren Buffett quotes. Go on Instagram, friends. Warren Buffett quotes. Find that uh, uh, author and, and follow Warren Buffett quotes. But Warren Buffett quotes. One of them was, don't buy the Big Mac, buy McDonald's. Don't buy the iPhone, buy Apple. 
Um, what was the third company he mentioned? There's three great ones. Oh, don't buy Nike shoes. Buy the Nike stock. Uh, Peter Lynch stuff like this stuff does work. Uh, it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, let's talk fashion. Then we're going to talk financial with you. Um, uh, Gordon Stein, author of CashflowCookbook.com. Um, uh, Indochino, is that the name of that clothing store? Uh, you get yeah. uh, It was sized once and then shipped from China. Tell me all about it and what are they charging for a suit? And it's going to yeah, fall apart. I, I mean, it's going to come across part of the seams in, in the middle of a stressful business meeting as I'm swinging my arms around. I do that. Well, you know what? The suits, I love their stuff. The suits are fabulous. So once you spend a little time, get measured. And then what happens is the suits and the shirts learn. So if you get one back, it's not quite right. Take it to any tailor. They adjust it. You send them the new measurement. So it's always perfect. I could buy a suit from my phone. And it wouldn't take me 15 seconds to buy a new suit from my phone. Pick the color. They already have my complete measurement set. A week and a half later, it shows up, fits like a glove, and I find their quality is great. And you're paying, you know, five hundred dollars for a suit. I think I got a tuxedo for about five fifty. It's beautiful. That's a, nice I know that, that, that's a good price. I, I get it off the shelf for about that kind of money. So that that is a very very uh, reasonable price. And that that's what Indochino.com. Uh, Indochino, yeah, Indochino.com. You can see their stores, the mall. I don't, I don't make anything from them. But that's the sort of thing that's smart because everything always fits. You don't have things languishing in the closet. You've got great clothing that you actually use. Now, the, here's one again. You're you're telling people to spend a little bit of money, but actually, I, I, I'm going to subscribe to this one. Uh, but I need help. It's going to allow me to do just a little bit extra market research as I'm looking at companies in terms of investing and the likes. But uh, Consumer Reports Online. Uh, I've once tried to find some online information on various cars. Like, I, I know I got hit was ad. And, and car dealerships. So I, I didn't find I was getting where I wanted to get. Tell me about this uh, site here. Is, is it worth the $25 a year you pay? Yeah, I think that is the best $25 you'll ever spend. So before you buy a TV, a car, whatever, you go on there. They're independent. They don't take advertising money. And you find out which is the best TV to buy. I just bought a couple of TVs. Um, and I use the advice from ConsumerReports.com. And you don't have to read the magazine. You don't have to wade through a bunch of things you don't want. You're about to buy a TV. You're about to buy a car or a vacuum cleaner. You spend five minutes on the site, you end up getting the right one. Uh, Gordon Stein, excuse me, a year. Gordon Stein, author of the Cash Flow Cookbook, helping you save some money. Did you say you bought a couple of TVs? Yeah, I did. Okay, excuse me. How many can you watch at a time? Just, just one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you are listening to Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. We have author Gordon Stein on the line. We all consume way too much stuff. The the, the numbers are startling. We got to take it back. And if you take it back, it'll open up uh, the ability to invest and grow wealth. And then the money can work for you. It's a concept that most people don't appreciate and understand. It's a concept Jack and I are really here to help you uh, buy into that money can work for you if you give it time and you're patient and you have enough of it and you got to start somewhere that's what this show is all about is about helping you become wealthier stay tuned on the global news radio network 640 in toronto making money is the best so how do you make more money back after this you're listening to hi-fi radio from global news radio 640 toronto we like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and radish. We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pen as much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the cheeks. I don't know. I do like first class, I gotta say. I really, really do. So, you know, it, it, 
I, I, uh, I'll cut back uh, on a lot of things. I'll walk a little further, save money on parking. Um, I will drive an older car, but uh, I don't want the cheap seats. No, no, if I'm going to go out and vent, I got to, I got to, you know, uh, get into it. Uh, but that, that's just me. What can I say? Uh, we have Gord Stein on the line. Uh, he's the author of Cash Flow Cookbook. Um, you want to become wealthy, you want to become financially independent. And millennials, you have no choice. You, you, you're, the world is changing. Your career is changing. No longer are you going to have a company helping you along the way. And trust me, Canada Pension Plan uh, it, it is not going to cut the mustard. It just won't. You got to learn to do this yourself. The sooner you start, the better. Create good habits. This is the new month. It's the beginning of the year. And if you did start saving last week or two weeks, don't stop. Keep going. If you ever feel like you you want to um, jump off the wagon, you got a friend. You can call me. I am your buddy uh, for financial success. WolfgangKlein.com. No question too big. No question too small. No question too frequent. You call me. I'm here to help you. Send me an email. WolfgangKlein.com. Anytime. Um, Okay, we can save some money cord cutting. Uh, Gord, give us a quick one on cord cutting because Jack, I'm now streaming more and I'm enjoying it. I'm getting some really, really good content. It's actually going to make me cheaper with this minimalist stuff I'm, I'm, I'm following up on. And also this environmental footprint of consumption. And it says that in Jack's wonderful song that he queued up for us there that I don't care much about the planet. And as we consume more, you know, we're, we're taking a shot at Mother Nature. Um, so so uh, there, there's the option of cord cutting. Is there an opportunity to save a lot of money on cord cutting? Well, I think there is. I think, you know, I would start with a phone call to whoever you're getting your, you know, cable or whatever kind of TV from to say, hey, this is kind of costing a lot. Am I on the right package? Can I do better? And yeah, it's going to take you an hour. I'm going to bet you're going to come back $50 a month or more cheaper. So there's an easy way to start without actually changing anything. But you know what? $50, sorry, you said $50 a month cheaper? I think so. Yep. If you can do fifty bucks a month, my good friends, um, five. Uh, that, that like can, I said, Wolf, that's the no, low, no, no, that's no, the no, low hanging like, fruit. That's just a phone call. That's, five, not, that's five, not a whole lot five, of effort. Five dollars a day is what is it, Jack? Thirty five bucks a week. Yeah. Uh, Are you looking for, for the monthly? Yeah, yeah, for the monthly. So, anyways, so yeah, I, would, I would bet you Gord's idea right there over a forty year period. I'm always working forty year increments. You know, you you you, you millennials, you move out of home when you're thirty five. You hear me? You move out of home when you're 35. Uh, by age, by, <laughs> by age 75, because you're going to live longer. You're still, you're still, you know, 75 will be the new 50, so they tell us. Uh, so by age 75, uh, Gord's idea alone is about a $300,000 idea. Give, call it a quarter of a million dollar idea, give or take. But I want to go now down to financial, because here's where I'm going to challenge you, my good friends. This whole E-Trade Financial, um, Schwab, free, free, ETF free, my good friends, Good luck. Don't do it. Uh, so tell me what you can tell me. Let, let, let's debate this a little bit here. Because, again, my, my promo on my show is the, 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 the managing money is art and science, and it's the art that everyone screws up. And I know that from retail investors doing it themselves as a couch potato. They own pot stocks right now. And I'm going to call it in the couch. There's Indica right. and there's Sativa. It's Indica. <laughs> they got their Indica because they're down on the mat with those pot stocks. Well, the if issue that they run into, Wolf, is they buy into spoke, the stories. If they spoke to Jack and I, they yeah. wouldn't have bought into the stories. They wouldn't be there. Go ahead, Jack. So they buy into the stories. They buy into the manias time after time. We see it, Gordon. We see their yeah. accounts that are brought to us. They're down 50% and they say, what do we do? And it's because they've made either the mistake of buying into a mania, a story, or... They don't have they, they they succumb to emotional and cognitive biases that we've talked about on this show time and time again. 
So the, the money that they're saving on fees, sure, they save maybe 50 basis points or half percent on fees, but it costs them 50% on returns. So in terms of yeah. do it yourself, it, it can be catastrophic. So I think very, there's so much misleading advertising out yeah. there, Gordon, that you can retire richer. Mm-hmm. But are you kidding? Retire richer by doing it yourself? I really? I really? The amount of value that Jack and I offer to clients each and every meeting, you can speak to our clients, and they, they walk out of there, their heads are spinning with the amount of value that we that we presented to them, uh, free of charge for that meeting, no problem. If they hire us to manage the money, they pay us. And if they don't, they don't. But we always give them value that they never received before from their previous advisor, let alone from a do-it-yourselfer bot. Like, how can a bot deal with the emotions of money? The bot won't keep you out of pot. How's that? The bot doesn't keep you from pot. Hey, Gord, what do you think? Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know what, for most people, what happens is they pick up a, t- a stock tip or two from an Uber driver, from a friend. Huh, they right. go a taxi driver, the Uber driver, you're right. And the other, the other the other point that I would make there, Gord, is that the, this is their their life savings. This is their retirement. Yep. Um, they want to make sure that whatever advice that they're doing, whatever plan that they're following, we do pr- uh, present financial plans for clients as well. Uh, we want to make sure that they're on the right track. They're meeting whatever goals there are and setting realistic goals, realistic expectations, and then managing the course throughout. Because a lot of the times things may go off course slightly. You want to steer back in and make sure that they're taken care of so that they can meet those ultimate retirement goals or whatever they are. So it's important to have a sounding board that revisits their, their plan every three to five years. You know, you got a couple in here, Knightsbridge Financial, that provides low-cost foreign exchange conversion. All right, clients who deal with us don't need to call Knightsbridge. We will do the foreign exchange at, ex- at a more competitive rate than Knightsbridge, I guarantee it. So you have another one here. The answer is uh, absolutely free, packed with use. Uh, the answer is absolutely free and packed with useful information to learn about ETFs investing and how to get started. I like that, but trust me, there, ETFs are not the solution for everybody. They are not. They are one of many tools, and that, again, mm-hmm. will not be described by a bot. Um, TurboTax. Uh, I use an accountant. I've always used an accountant. Uh, again, I'm self-employed, so I do have a few additional expenses. But, Jack, you've experienced TurboTax previously. Comments on it? Uh, it, it is, it's a good tool. Like I said, I think it's good uh, when you're starting it with your taxes. When they get to be more complex, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of all the opportunities and tax. I'm not going to say tax breaks, but uh, tax incentives that the government gives you. So I would say you probably want to have a professional do that for you I, once I, you get to a certain level. I remember back in the day they came out with do-it-yourself will kits. I'm surprised that's not in your book here. But I've seen them in front of high net worth clients worth hundreds. I said hundreds of millions of dollars, and they had no will, and they had a do-it-yourself will kit. I said, are you kidding me? Absolutely. What froth with error. No, no. Hire an expert on certain areas. So what I want you to do perhaps is in one of your next writings, just think about as a concept, and if you execute the concept, give me the credit for it, is we're not to cheap out. You're listening to Gordon Stein, on the author yeah. of the Cashflow Cookbook. This is Hi-Fi Radio. Global News Radio Network 640 in Toronto. And we're going to bring Gord back. I want to talk about that chapter that him and I are going to write together. God, where not to cheap out because that's very, very important because sometimes cheaping out will cost you a lot of money. Walking in further for a parking lot will actually keep you healthier, but cheaping out certain areas, don't do it. Uh, stay tuned. More money ideas coming your way. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Sun is down, freezing cold. That's how we already know when it's here. My dog will probably do it for a Louis Bell. That's just all he know. He don't know nothing else. I tried to show him. All right. So, uh, Jack, uh, that's Fitty's yeah. hand? Is that Fitty? 
I don't know who, who that is. That? I don't know who, who that is, Wolf. Oh, that's that's Drake. Okay, there we go, folks. Uh, I'm dating myself once yeah. again. Yeah, that is Drake. Eh? So what's he going to do it for? What was that line he just used? Do it for a filly? He's going to do something for something. Uh, yeah, narcissism uh, coming our way. Uh, my good golly, good golly. This was, That's what my son wants to buy. My son uh, likes $200 and $300 sneakers. Um, I think one pair he ordered online, I think they might have been 400 bucks. I couldn't believe it. I also can't believe kids trade sneakers. I, I, I don't get that. Uh, is sweaty feet? It, it, it really? I heard when, there's a secondary market for sneakers, and I think no, Josh, no, Josh, no, Josh was yes, mentioning you no, actually make is. money, dude. I, I no, think it's a depreciating can, asset. He says you make money trading sneakers, sne- and I don't know how that works. Yeah, you keep up if they, maybe if they've never been worn, but I just don't get it. Anyways, we got Gordon Stein on the line. He's the author of Cashflow Cookbook. Um, again, if you want to cut back, if you have to open up some savings, you got to learn where to cut it from. And, and this book of his is just talk with great ideas, uh, from food to automotive ideas, house insurance, car insurance, that you should review those contracts each and every year and and, and, and push your supplier for um, better value. Be careful, again, with certain instruments, uh, your, 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 your insurance. Um, make sure that you know if you're paying less what you are getting, because you don't be caught underinsured when you actually need what it is you're purchasing. But uh, so I said to um, Gordon on air and, and repeated off air that perhaps we should look at creating a new book or a, a segue to Cashflow Cookbook, uh, you know, where not to cheap out. Uh, uh, and so, so what, what do you think about that concept? You know? I love it. I love, love to write something on that with you. And, you know, in the financial services, you know, we started on that. I think it's so important because people will go, they'll make their own decisions. They'll be swept up by the tide. And emotion, it's very hard. Your stocks drop 20%. That can happen 30%. Do you rush in and sell? Well, that's what most people will do. No, no, no. Most people would buy more. Down. They would not. Most people would buy more. They bury their head in the sand. Uh, I'll tell you one of the. I was thinking about this. No, it's just, but, but Gordon, it's true. I was thinking about this on my way to the office because there's one problem stock that Jack and I are looking at right now potentially. And the most important thing when you make an investment is you have to have an ex- exit strategy. And most people have no mm-hmm. clue about an exit strategy until after the fact. But if you go into right. something, you have to know when you are going to be proven wrong and how you're going to deal with it. And the sooner the better because you must cut your losses quickly or they will cut you. And again, all this speak here is not for the person at home. It's not their job to pick names. It's their idea to their their, their job to save money and give it to an investor who knows what they are doing, who can properly manage risk and, and, and diversify them and hold their hand through the downdrafts and ensure that when times are good, it's so important when times are good that you don't take that on of a wrapper and spend all the money on bling. When times are good, my good friends, save even excessively more, exponentially more. You can't save enough. You can certainly spend too much. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the ideas Gosh. that Gordon comes out with in his book, Wolf, he comes up with a, a hearty serving and then a small serving, so everything's related to, to cooking and recipes. I like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. But the, the the small savings that we're talking about, the saving on your, your cable bill or saving on whatever it is, your, on your clothes, um, what's the number, Gordon? We talked about this before. What is the overall number uh, over a 25-year period, I think it is, that the, the family could actually save? Through your book. Well, yeah, through your ideas. Yeah, so the book has, has $13,000 worth of monthly savings ideas. Now, of course, most people wouldn't spend that much, so you pick and choose the ones that are a fit. But I think about, you know, over a 30-year period, it's about a 1,000 times. So if you can save $100 and a month and you invest that at 7% over 30 years, that's $100,000. So if you can find $1,000 freed up, that's a million dollars. And as Jack, I think it was Wolf who said, you know, you stretch that over 40 years, it's even bigger. A million, so a million no, my friend, 1000 bucks a month, like $1,000 a month for 40 years at about 8% is over 4 mm-hmm. 
million dollars. I repeat, a thousand dollars a month, forty years. And th- th- this gets back to the most important thing. There's so many of them. There's actually a book called The Most Important Thing uh, by Howard Marks. Howard yeah. Marks, thanks, Jack. He's great, great. Howard Marks is such a genius. That's the stuff people should read. Um, uh, the most important thing is to get started. Make sure you have a forty-year savings time frame. It, it doesn't work if you come to Jack and I and begin at age uh, fifty or age forty. Or people start with three hundred bucks. They stop. They think they've started, but they didn't start. You must start and continue and increase your savings and manage your spending all the way. Like, what do you think of the concept? I make more money, I spend more money. I I, I get older, I buy a bigger car, a bigger house, a bigger, 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 Gord. How much more of it can we do in society, Gord? Talk to me. No, I, I, I totally agree. You know what? I think there's two parts. First of all, get smarter on the things that you actually want and need. There's always a smarter way to buy it. Check out cashflowcookbook.com, read the book. But then the other thing is, you don't get any more fun from the fancier car. That's, you know, I headed off on a road trip. Are we going to have a better road trip because we're in a BMW than a Honda? Well, if someone scratched my BMW versus a Honda, what's going to bother me more? And I, I saw a friend of mine, he pulled into, into a driver with a Mercedes Benz, and I, I frown on, on, on high-end cars, I do, because I, I, I just think they're such a waste of money. I'm sorry. I like the art, and I like the performance, but you, get, you don't get to use it. 500 horsepower? Where? Where? We're, we're, we're gridlocked here. 500 horsepower. Yeah, down to one cylinder. Okay. That's going to say us all the problems, running on one cylinder. Um, but uh, he had this beautiful car, and it was 900 bucks a month, and he said, yeah, but I'm frustrated. Look what happened here. I took it to Sherwood. Gardens and some buggy dung my front bender. It's going to cost me nine hundred bucks to fix it. A little scratch drove him crazy. I heard the same story from another client two years prior, where he bought a brand new car and one of his family members scratched the interior. It was a five hundred dollar repair bill. Drove him nuts. You scratch my Volkswagen, please, all day long. I don't care. And enjoy the salt on your finger while you're at it. Get it? I don't wash it. <laughs> uh, you don't even know what I drive. It's parked in a parking lot 95% of the time. No, 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 no. Uh, I'll tell you my good friends, uh, in terms of life, there's so many things you just don't want to cheap out on. Uh, a spouse is another one, my good friend. Do not cheap well, out I on I think Gordon makes a good point. He yeah, says, Jack, it, right back, it, it, I'm talking about spouse here. Don't cheap out on the spouse. Do you not think that's important? I agree. Okay, I Jack, agree. Jack, agree 100%. 100%. <laughs> But I think Gordon makes a good point. He says, find out what's important to you, spend money wisely on things that are important to you and things that add value to your life. And if you have extra cash, which you should have over time, Make sure you invest in productive assets. You have to. You just have to. Uh, Gordon Stein, uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, friends at home, take a look at his website, cashflowcookbook.com. I guarantee you, you'll find a few ideas to give you a little bit of extra investing money. You invest that money for 20 years. I know it's a long time, but it flies. Time flies. We all know time flies. That money will begin to make money for you, and the fruit is delicious. It really, it'll be so in season. It'll be so ripe and so beautiful. Trust me. Uh, you're listening to Wolfgang Klein. Uh, host of Hi-Fi Radio. It's a money show that Jack and I do each and every Saturday right here on the Global News Radio Network at 640 in Toronto. I wish you a great weekend and uh, any questions, never hesitate to give us a call. All the best. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week.